welcome to the Mindfully Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sines. This podcast is designed to give you the tools, resources, conversations, and insights to improve your health and fitness on all fronts. My goal is to help you improve your mindset in regards to your health, the physical activity that you're doing on a weekly basis, and your knowledge around all things preventative health, stress reduction, and living a healthy lifestyle. In today's episode, we are going to talk about common terms used during a workout and in the gym setting. I know a lot of people uh, can be intimidated by everything that goes on in the gym from which equipment to use, to what exercises to do, to how many sets and reps and what's everything called. It can be very overwhelming. And, and my goal with this discussion is to really just break down some barriers for you to help you better understand uh, how everything works in the gym, how to structure a workout, and also just start to learn this stuff so you're knowledgeable long-term. I think it's very important that um, you know our listeners and our clients are really able to take the stuff that they learn from myself and from our coaches and our team and really implement it uh, forever. Exercise is a long-term thing. It's not something you can just do for six weeks or six months and then um, and then be cured, right? It's more of this lifestyle that we want to help implement. So by learning these key terms today, you're going to really just improve your education in regards to, to exercise, fitness in the gym, and hopefully to improve your confidence to get you more uh, more willing to step outside your comfort zone, get these exercises done, and really just be committed to a lifestyle of physical activity, okay? So I've got my list here of key exercise terms. Um, definitely want to give a shout out to one of our coaches who put this together for me, Drew Cesarini. Drew is a stud rock star at one of our adaptive fitness sites. Uh, he runs, gosh, like 30 PE classes there a week, which include uh, fitness programming for students with special needs, sports games, all kinds of good activities that help not only build um, them up physically, but Drew does a lot with the self-care and the mindfulness um, and nutrition education for those kiddos. So Drew, thanks so much for putting this together, man. I'm going to go through our key terms uh, for the gym to really help everyone just feel more successful and confident when they do take that step either into the gym at home or, or at a facility. Okay. So first thing let's talk about is sets and reps. Um, it's a really common theme to kind of mix these up in regards to um, discussion just with clients or with people, but sets are just another way of saying the rounds referring to a specific exercise. So if the specific exercise is a squat and you're gonna do four sets, uh, that means you're gonna do that squat four different rounds, like four different times you'll do that squat, okay? And in regards to um, a rep, that means how many times you're gonna perform that exercise consecutively. So when we go back to the, um, the squat as your exercise to four sets or four rounds of let's say 10 reps, you'll do the squat 10 different, 10 times consecutively rest, depending on your prescribed rest, and then complete that for four more or three more sets for a total of four sets or rounds. So reps is the, is the amount of times you're going to consecutively complete an exercise and sets is how many times you're going to start a new round of that exercise. So I hope that provided some clarity for you. Um, I'll link up this document too, so you all can, can review. All right. Uh, next one, excuse me, goes into lifts, movements, and exercises. We wanted to group these together. And honestly, honestly, this came from a discussion with a client 
um, that really um, just needed some help with, with verbiage in the gym. So I just said, Hey, you know, we were talking and he asked me um, what I think you should be doing in the gym that he just had worked out that day. And I said, well, what lifts did you do? And his response was very, very off in regards to, to lifts. He was talking about sets and reps and all this stuff. So I figured, you know, we really need to put this together and bring some clarity. So lifts, movements, and exercises, these three words are pretty much interchangeable when referring to a specific exercise. So some trainers or coaches might say our first lift today is bench press. And uh, throughout the exercise, they may be referring to it as a movement. Okay. So it's like our first lift is bench press. And then we're going to move on to a lower body movement, really interchangeable, same with exercises. So that's really just a fancy word for saying the title of the exercise. So a movement, a lift or exercise is anything from a squat, bench press, deadlift, uh, plank, push up, lat pull down, row, anything that is a specific exercise. Those, the keyword for that is going to be your lift, your movement, or your exercise. Those are all interchangeable. So when someone asks you, hey, you know what lifts did you do at the gym? Um, a, a response to talk about what they were talking about would be those specific exercises that you were doing. All right. Now the warm-up. Um, warm-up is always included in any of our programming we do here at Team Up. And I really wanted to give you all a verbiage inside of what a personal training program looks like too. That way, if it is something that you're interested in either now or in the near future, uh, you just feel a little bit more comfortable with that. So we always start with the warm up, and it's generally the first five to 15 minutes per session. Now that's not across the board, uh, different coaches, different trainers, and different people do different types of warmups could be shorter, could be longer, but we really feel that our clients thrive off of that five to 15 minutes, five minutes. If it's more of a a mobility, um, just loosening up and then 15 minutes, if it's more of a mobility plus like core activation and all that good stuff too. So it's really a, a combination of functional, functional movements that prepare your body for the work that is about to endure. So say you're going to do a heavy deadlift day. Well, that warm up should really consist of pulling and hinging and keeping the core tight while the hips are moving. So doing things like dead bugs, doing things like bird dogs, uh, doing things like body weight squats are really going to help just, just get the body prepped for the work ahead. Okay. And warmups uh, should really warm up the tissue, engage the core and stimulate blood flow by elevating the heart rate. So I know too many times where uh, people will kind of miss that they'll, they'll do one of two things. They'll stretch kind of low impact stretching where the heart rate's not getting elevated and they'll get right into their session. They're right into their exercises or they'll do like a two mile run on the treadmill, not activate all of their muscles properly and be kind of winded. So we really want to find something in between that's going to activate the soft tissue, increase range of motion of the joints for that proper exercises and elevate the heart rate. Okay. Now let's talk about the cool down. So, um, with the cool down, this is going to be the last 10 minutes of the session. This can look very different for different people. A lot of our online strength training clients, their cool downs always consist of uh, just really stretching out those muscles that we programmed for their strength session. And the reason being is we want to make sure the muscles that we're making tight, right? We're making our muscles tight during a workout, get back to their natural length can get a little bit more blood flow and don't have to feel so tense throughout the day. So that's really the point of our, our cool down. And we really want to bring our bodies back to a rested digest state. So we've got um, a nervous system, right? We've got kind of two ends of the nervous system. Sympathetic is our fight or flight. That's going to be more activated while you're exercising. Your parasympathetic is your rest and digest nervous system, which is really going to be more active when you're eating, you're sleeping, or um, kind of coming off of a 
uh, symp sympathetic nervous system stimulating activity. So when we do our cool down, we're really trying to get back into that rest and digest to help our muscles cool down, help our heart rate cool down, and really um, just focus on getting everything back to homeostasis. And for a lot of people, I know we talked about stress previously, um, a lot of people, that's that's kind of a, a hangup for them is they're not able to get back into that rest or digest state after either a stressful event at work or after their um, exercise session and definitely can cause some issues with recovery. If you're excessively sore or not sleeping properly, it could be that you are uh, stimulated in that fight or flight response just, just too much. So um, that's what the cool down is for. Think about it as not like a, uh, a way to continue to exercise, but a way to really undo and cool down the body from what it endured during that session. Okay. So to recap our um, key exercise terms during a training session, we'll start with the warm up. That's defined as a way to elevate our heart rate and activate key muscles. Then we'll get into our sets and reps, right? Or our movements. So we're going to do our, our movements, which are the exercises could be squat, could be bench, could be row, depending on the day and what your focus is. And then the sets and reps sets are going to be how many rounds you do that exercise or groups of exercise. And then reps is going to be how many consecutive times within each set you complete that specific exercise. The cool down comes at the end to really help restore our parasympathetic nervous system, bring our body out of fight or flight back into rest or digest. And it also helps recovery and helps our body get into um, just a more relaxed state. So blood flow can be good to those tissues and we can start repairing muscle so we can build more lean muscle and burn more fat. Okay. So that's kind of the constructs of our workout session in regards to key exercise terms. Now let's talk about um, a few different things in regards to muscular strength and hypertrophy. So these are two different terms in regards to goals or way that ways that your coach will program your session. So muscular strength is exhibited by how much you can lift. And when we think about how much we can lift, this is usually measured with a one rep max, or it's measured with like a, a five rep max to be a little bit more safe. If we're not going to go, um, go into that full, into that full max and with muscular strength, you don't have to test it to necessarily develop it, but it does need to be done in a sense where, um, the reps are a little bit lower. So we're looking at reps between like between like four and eight, and that the weight that you're using is very challenging. So when you're working on muscular strength, meaning you want to get stronger, you want to improve your ability to move yourself and move other things or do play sports or whatever it is um, you're looking to improve for muscular strength. We really want to get down into those lower rep ranges, four to eight with a higher weight. Okay. Higher intensity. And another thing to think about too, is functional strength is a combination of how much weight you can lift and how well you can perform the movement. So really with our programming at Team Up, we like to focus on functional strength because a lot of our clients aren't looking to be big and strong and as strong as they can be. They really just want to move well. They want to be pain-free. They want to have less body fat, more lean muscle tone, and they want to feel great in their clothes, right? And great in their bathing suit. And they just want to feel confident in their own skin. So with the programming, we really take a functional strength approach that, that kind of takes a combination of muscular strength and hypertrophy, which is our next key term. And hypertrophy means uh, growth in muscle or, uh, or growth in tissue fiber. So in our strength training, the goal is to do two things, right? Increase muscular strength and functional strength and improve hypertrophy because we want our muscles to be a, to be a little bit bigger. And when we think about that, especially women, 
when we think about that, you may feel like, oh, I'm going to get bulky or I'm going to, um, you know, just not, I'm not going to look the way I want to because I'm adding this lean muscle and I'm, I'm doing hypertrophy training, which really isn't the case because what we do, um, what we know is in order to gain mass, like you see big bodybuilders doing, you have to be in a calorie surplus like crazy. You have to be doing hypertrophy training very often on a daily basis, longer sessions. And so many things have to line up for you hormonally to gain that muscle mass like we see in bodybuilding. So for you ladies out there, this hypertrophy strength slash uh, functional strength training is really a way for your body to function the way that it should. So it's going to hinge properly. It's going to squat properly. Your um, posture is going to improve a ton, but it's also going to help you get more lean muscle tone. So I know um, some of you have seen like our, our testimonial photos before, before and after progress pictures from strength training and all that good stuff. And um, women are not getting bulky. They get lean, they get toned, and they get confident about their body. So just want to um, kind of touch on those key terms, muscular strength and hypertrophy. So, you know, like, Hey, those are important for everybody, not just people that are looking to, you know, play professional sports or be bodybuilders. We, as people, uh, we crave progressive resistance and we could really only get that done through strength training, either with body weight at home or resistance at the gym. Um, there's so many different ways to do it, but we need to make sure that we're getting that metabolic stimulus, both from um, hypertrophy and muscular strength training, if we want to improve our physical function and physical appearance. Okay? And what's great about that is if you work on physical function, physical appearance, so many other things come in line. Stress is reduced. You're sleeping better. You'll eventually start making better food choices. So um, if we can just really learn these key terms and embrace them and do them on a weekly basis, you know, three to five days a week, we'll be on our way to uh, much better health and much better self-confidence. All right. Last term is going to be intensity. So sometimes in a strength or hypertrophy training program, you're going to be prescribed an intensity and that intensity could be based off of perceived rate of exertion. So I could say, Hey, um, Hey, Hey Susie, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. We're going to be doing back squat today, and we're going to go to an intensity of 80% max effort. So we're going to load the bar for Susie. She's going to be doing her back squats. And I'm going to say, Hey, is this, is this like 50% effort? And she could say, Oh no, not yet. Drew, we're going to keep adding weight to the bar. And on that last set or last working sets, we want to make sure we're at 80% perceived rate of exertion, meaning I'm almost maxed out. I'm doing five reps at 80% max load that I can bear. Okay. So that's one way to look at intensity. Another way to do it is um, specifically based off of, of like a weight, for example, or like a volume, for example. So you could add in a lot more sets and reps to increase the intensity, but really um, we like to work on perceived rate of exertion. That way the client just, just has some mindful awareness of the resistance they're using, how many sets and reps they're doing and their ability to do it on their own. Because again, my goal is for you all to take this information. Um, if you join a coaching program to take that information from the coaching program and apply it to the rest of your life uh, with or without me. Okay. So um, really want to think about, about mindful awareness in the gym, taking these key terms we talked about today to really construct your workout. Again, I'll link this. Um, I'll link these key terms up for you. So you have them. 
So yeah, there it is. Those are our key terms for today on our Mindfully Strong podcast. I really want to thank you all for taking the time to tune into this. I really hope it was helpful. And if you have any questions in regards to online personal training, in-person personal training, or just simply want to chat about your health specifically, feel free to email me, Drew, D-R-E-W, at teamupaz.com. That's D-R-E-W Change whenever I go.